0: Good evening. evening. I'm making the pastors just a little nervous digging around. You'll understand later. (laughs) Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. After I saw the opening words this evening, I'm not sure who selected those, but they were beautiful and perfect. You're going to hear those same words tonight in the sermon. It's as if someone um, heard my sermon before it was written. So thank you. I actually thought for a minute, well, we'll just replay that and we'll be done and you won't have to listen to me. But here I am. <laughs> I think she could. She's a magician. So I chose each of these scriptures tonight for a specific reason, a unique reason. Psalm 51 is honestly my favorite Lenten scripture. I love the words of the psalmist create in me a clean heart, restore in me a right spirit. In my Bible, this psalm is called a prayer for forgiveness. When we begin Lent on Ash Wednesday, we come before God, either publicly in worship or in private, and confess our sins. We are given God's forgiveness to start again with a new and right spirit. In Isaiah, we hear the words of the prophet discussing sin, and that's one of the words I wrote down from the beginning words. In my Bible, this passage is titled True Fasting. The Lord God instructs the people how fasting should be performed. In the Gospel of Matthew, which, by the way, was my call scripture, and we were given freedom this year by each other as pastors to choose what we wanted to preach about. And so I chose that. And in my Bible, it's titled the final judgment, reminding us of how we should live our lives in order to find favor with God. So perhaps now you can see how these three unique scriptures are tied together. In Lent, we begin by coming to God to ask for forgiveness of our sins, and we start fresh in our journey, the journey with Jesus to the cross. For him to die for us, And for our salvation. Then God tells us what we should do about fasting. God does not want us to go around like a bunch of sad sacks during Lent. The fasting God wants is good works. The gospel tells us how we will be evaluated when we come to the final day and the types of good works that God wants us to provide to others. In Protestant denominations, we view confession a little different than some of our other Christian partners. Some religions choose to share their sins with a religious leader, and the leader decides what type of fasting or good works the person will do to find favor with God again. The seventh verse of Psalm 51, which you heard John read, says the following, Remove my sin and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. In most Protestant denominations, when we confess our sin, we do so silently and directly to God. We talk to God, release the things that bother us, the times when our human nature allows us to feel we are disappointing God. I hope that during this Lenten season, you can find ways and time to have frequent conversations with God about your faith journey and ways you can live the Christian life that God desires for each of us. The psalmist says it this way, give me again the joy that comes from your salvation and make me willing to obey you. In the passage from Isaiah, the prophet delivers the word of God to the people And explains to them what God expects for the act of fasting. Isaiah says this, the Lord says to them, the truth is that at the same time you fast, you pursue your own interests and oppress your workers. Your fasting makes you violent and you quarrel and fight. Do you think this kind of fasting makes me listen to you? When you fast, you make yourself suffer. You bow your heads low like a blade of grass and spread out sackcloth and ashes to lie on. Is this what you call fasting? Do you think I will be pleased with this? What God is trying to say to us is we shouldn't fast so we get God's attention. God knows what's in our hearts. God, speaking through the prophet, tells us that if we're fasting— to get noticed, our intentions are less than honorable. If we say we're fasting but we quarrel, God does not consider this good works. God tells the people, remove the chains of oppression and the yoke of injustice. Let the oppressed go free. Share your food with the hungry and open your homes to the homeless poor. Give clothes to those who have nothing to wear, and do not refuse to help your own relatives. I know, some of you are thinking, oh, that's a big order. <laughs> Sometimes I've thought that in my family. <laughs> what God wants from us, particularly during our Lenten journey, is to do good works. God tells the people, let those who you oppressed go free. Give food, shelter the homeless. Give clothes to those who have nothing to wear. I wonder how well we live out these words from Isaiah, truly sharing and giving, not from our excess, but from everything that God has given us. Using an interesting lens to view this passage from Isaiah, one might say that fasting is about helping other people. If you tie the psalm and the passage from Isaiah together, you can see when we're forgiven by God, the next step is to use the blessings that God has poured out on each of us to help others, especially those in need. In Matthew, Jesus describes very specifically what followers should do in order to be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that what we all want? to be carried off by the angels at the end of our earthly life into the kingdom where we shall see God face to face and be reunited with those who have gone before us. Jesus died for us so that we could have this gift of salvation. He walked the path to Golgotha in pain and agony because he wanted us to be able to come and be reunited with him in God's kingdom, which has no end. So I ask you, what does your Lenten fasting look like? Some of you may choose the traditional type of fasting, where you give something up for the season of Lent. Lots of you know that my choice is to add something, because I can't resist ice cream for six weeks, I admit it. The Tasty Freeze opened March 1st. You did notice that, right? (laughs) I certainly did. Others may add something extra, like extra prayers or meditation time. Many of you, all of you here tonight, have chosen to celebrate the journey through Lent by attending these amazing ecumenical Lenten services. I hope that your Lenten fast is as beautiful experience of song and praise to God as it is for me. This scripture from Matthew ties it all together for us. In the end time, Jesus will come and he will divide us, sheep, goats, just as a shepherd would do, The sheep are the ones who come in the gates to heaven, considered the righteous. The goats don't gain entrance. Why is it that the goats don't gain entrance into the eternal kingdom? It's because when they lived their earthly life, they did not care for each other in a way that's pleasing to God. Jesus refers to the goats as the people on the left in the division, Matthew indicates these people go off with the devil. The righteous, however, the people on the right side will ask of Jesus, How is it that we deserve entrance into the kingdom? And then Jesus gives us the full answer I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink, I was a stranger. And you received me in your homes, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. In prison, and you visited me. The sheep, the righteous ones over here, questioned Jesus with a series of questions When, Lord, did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we ever see you a stranger? and welcome you in our homes, or naked and clothe you? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? Jesus answers the question with one simple statement. When you did it to the least of these. Ah, now we understand what Jesus is saying to us. If you treat all people, especially those in need, As if you were standing, as if you were Jesus standing in front of me, these good works allow you to enter the kingdom of heaven with our Father, who is already there. Where do you see Jesus standing in need? Today, tonight, tomorrow, in the Illinois Valley. One of the places where I see the most need is for those who are despairing because they do not have a home. And I think some of that is because they are more obvious to me because I work in the area where the pad shelter is. And so I will frequently see, it's not hard to spot them. Often it'll be somebody who has quite a bit of clothing on because that's what they have and a backpack Sometimes they're carrying a bag because they've walked to Menards or uh, over to Wendy's to get something to eat. Even though they despair, they are being blessed by God because of a group of Christians who came together 32 years ago, recognizing that there was a need to shelter homeless people in our area. If you look at the history of the PAD shelter, and I would invite you to do that on their website, you'll notice there's a familiar name there, someone who's with us this evening, Betty Delgado. The ministry grew from mattresses being laid down on the floors of the churches. Imagine that. The churches opening their doors and putting mattresses down to give someone just a place to sleep. I don't know if there was a breakfast. Maybe somebody brought donuts in. But what they needed most was a place to sleep out of the cold. And now, a 66-bed unit in Peru and groundbreaking in Ottawa for a new shelter to house even more people. It's unlikely that very many of us have ever been homeless in our life, But you may know someone who has been. I do. Imagine if we couldn't walk out of this beautiful sanctuary tonight and go to our own home. How different our outlook on life would be. There are some of our churches who participate very fully in the ministry of our local pads, and I believe uh, Zion provides a meal on a monthly basis, right? Many of us do other things. I will tell you that on my most recent visit there, um, they asked me, do you know any musicians who would come and sing or play just a little bit for us? So keep that in your head if that could become part of your journey. Tonight, I'm going to challenge all of us. And I'm gonna begin by uh, asking us to reach out to the people of PADS. And I know what you're thinking. I don't have time to cook or time to volunteer at the shelter. No worries. The thing I'm going to challenge you with is a common household item. And I'm going to challenge your pastors first. Betty? Mike? (laughs) Watch out. Joel? Oh, he's got a good sidearm. Mike? Oh, you got one. That's John's. Alex? Alex? Good catch. All right, who's taking Lee's turn? Betty, you've been doing it all night. There you go. <laughs> well, you know what that was, right? Toilet paper. Okay. Now, uh, if I asked your pastors what I would want them to do with that, I am afraid of the answers I would get. <laughs> Knowing your pastors. Paper products of all kinds, not just toilet paper. I chose toilet paper because it was easy to throw. And in my description to them, did you notice I'm left-handed, by the way? Guess where that leaves me? With the goats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I paid attention to that. Toilet paper and all other paper products are needed at the shelters. I told the pastors, I'm going to throw something at you tonight. Well, they thought I was going to ask them questions. And I said, no, I'm going to throw something at you. But it's soft. It's soft. And it's smaller than a football. So I don't know if Betty ever played football, but I figured the rest of them were probably in pretty good shape. She was the coach. <laughs> she was the coach. That's right. She Yelling was the coach. From the Yelling from the sidelines. Hey, you could hear her all the way down the field, right? <laughs> so... I know that at least in Cherry and Depew, we have been collecting, we call it a P3 campaign, paper products for pads. I'm going to challenge you, as you shop, and pastors, you can choose what you do with this, with that toilet paper. You can throw it back to somebody in your congregation out there, or somebody else's congregant, Uh, but I'm going to challenge you all, when you shop for your household this week, to think of the least of these, and of Jesus' words, to care for them. If you go to the IVPads.com website, you can even click on a button, order the paper products through Amazon, and have them delivered right to pads. Now, it doesn't get any easier than that. If you can't or just don't have a way to deliver them, let me know. They're used to me pulling up with a car full of paper products, and I'd be happy to take them. And your pastors, you know, are hearing this message tonight too about our fasting and good works. They all know where the pet shelter is too. Perhaps you'll have fun in your congregations with this roll of toilet paper. Pass it around so everybody takes a sheet and remind them to help the least of these every single one of us has received the gift of God's forgiveness as we began our journey this Lent. Now let us do some true fasting, not so that God will see our good works, but so that the least of these will be served by God's people. And that's us. Amen.